to another moment with Eric Fleming. This is Eric Fleming. And, uh, today, I think I'm just gonna ramble. Um, I think I'm just gonna talk about why, again, I just feel as though that, why again, that this guy shouldn't be President Donald Trump. I just feel as though that the, the games that he is playing and the, um, and the never-ending battle to get to the truth about anything is just, is just utterly ridiculous. Um, you know, and if he had nothing to hide, if he had nothing to hide, he wouldn't be so obstructive. And, you know, I know there are people who are thinking that support him. They're thinking, hey, he's sticking it to the Democrats. He's doing this. He's doing that. He shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't be messing with him anyway, blah, blah, this, that, other. So, none of y'all should be on TV complaining about justice delayed. Some of y'all have had relatives that have died. And there's been no justice with them. Um, some of y'all have appealed lawsuits or have lost have won lawsuits maybe or are in the process of suing somebody and they just keep getting continuance after continuance and you can't get a day in court to settle your grievance if you are experiencing that then you shouldn't be supporting this president because all this president is doing is the same thing that those people are doing to you in your individual case, denying you justice. You don't see the correlation? Great. You suffer and you support somebody that does what to suffer. Because he's friends with the people. He's down with the people that's doing that to you. Right? Because he's that type of dude. This is, he, he's, as a business person, this is what he's done. He has done everything he could legally to delay justice for people. When they have sued him for lack of pay or uh, violating contracts or, you know, slipping and falling in one of the hotel casinos, right? Or casino hotels, however you want to look at it. This is what he does, right? And so you think it's okay for a president to tell Congress I don't respect your authority, I'm going to delay, I'm going to delay, I'm going to delay. But you you don't want that happening to you in your personal case. But don't nobody don't nobody do make those kind of equations because they get too emotional with politics. 
instead of just dealing with the facts. Facts are Donald Trump did something he wasn't supposed to do. He's done several things that he ain't supposed to do. If he had not, it would be revealed. My inclination with business people, when they prolong lawsuits or delay lawsuits and all that stuff, they know they're lying for something. They know they did something wrong. It's the nature of business. They did something wrong. And the problem is, is that they wanna they wanna pray that through attrition you would just drop out and not pursue the lawsuit anymore. They know they did something wrong. They know they're liable for something. Right? But their strategy is, and the strategy has always been, is to delay, delay, delay until either you lose heart or lose interest or both. Or you, you run out of money to continue to fight. Right? Because that's the other thing. You know, these corporations have money. It's not an endless amount of money. Because when you win, then all of a sudden they want to file bankruptcy and say, well, we got a finite amount of funds. But you had enough money to delay, delay, delay the justice. So if you had enough money to delay the justice, you got enough money to pay when justice has been met. That's just the way I look at it now. That may be illogical in this capitalistic society, but in a logical world, that makes sense. If you got money to fight it, you got money to pay. You know? Because if you didn't have the money to pay, then you wouldn't have money to fight it. You broke, you broke. And it's like, you just, you just broke. But you wouldn't be in business anyway, I guess. I don't know. You know, it just seems to me that when people play these games with other people's lives, they seem to get more of a reward for it than anybody else. And I don't see why that should be. Either you work out some kind of settlement with the people, or you take it to court, but you fight it out in court and get it over. You know, trying to drain the people, because basically, if it goes to court and you lose, that jury is going to understand because that attorney is going to make sure that they understood how long it took for this to happen. That's why a lot of times you have these giant law, these, these settlements and jury cases, right? Because of the, the length of time it took, right? So, anyway. I went up on that tangent to prove that Donald Trump is using the same kind of tactics he's used to try to beat civil lawsuits against his businesses. He's using the same tactic now in the United States Congress, especially since the House of Representatives is a body that is consistent of leadership from the other party. 
So he feels that because they're Democrats, he doesn't have to respect their authority. Because a lot of them don't look like him, he feels he don't have to respect their authority, right? But the truth of the matter is, is that no matter what they look like, <laughs> they're still a member of Congress. And what people don't understand, and they should, which is part of the reason why education is the key, right? Because to an uneducated mass, you can, you can make the argument that you don't have to respect Congress. But an educated mass understands that the United States Congress is an equal branch of government, just like the Supreme Court is an equal branch of government. The executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch in the United States Constitution are equal branches. There is not one that's subservient to the other. Each one of them has a unique role. So the executive branch is supposed to execute the laws. The congressional branch is supposed to legislate and have oversight. Because they determine how the money is spent. Right? And then the judicial branch, based on the laws that come out of Congress, determine whether those laws meet constitutional muster. They interpret it. Now, for some of y'all that are listening, that seems very basic, and like, Eric, we understand it. There are millions of Americans that do not, because if they did, they, not, they would not be supporting this president in his obstructive ways. They wouldn't be supporting cabinet members who are outright breaking the law. So remember I said that as long as Steve Mnuchin is out there running free, the Secretary of the Treasury, then no black person should be arrested for a federal crime. Right? Remember I said that. And I still hold to that. And then I'll double down on it because now we've got another person. Right? So, we've got our acting director of national intelligence who was given some information. Right? So a whistleblower heard something. He heard a concern that the President of the United States made a promise to a foreign leader. Didn't go on, we, we don't know exactly what that conversation was. We just know that the conversation happened because the whistleblower went ahead and told the Inspector General. The Inspector General for intelligence decided yeah this this has merit so let me run it through the director once the director gets it <coughs> then at that point he is obligated to send it to the intelligence committees because if the inspector general reports to the director of national intelligence that this is a valid concern and it needs to be addressed it is the director's job at that point not to sit on it but to present it to congress to the house and senate intelligence committees right now it is up to those legislative bodies whether they want to act on it or not 
because they have the final discretion because they have the final say so oversight on this, right? But they have to receive the information. And it's by law. It's in the whistleblower, the federal whistleblower. That's one of the many, many provisions. And even though it seems like that's a lot of eyes to look at stuff right away, the whole trick is, is those are the only eyes that get to see it. And that person who blew the whistle is supposed to have anonymity or protection, right? So how about the acting director of national intelligence did not send the information to either the Senate Intelligence Committee, which is Republican-led, or the Democratic, the House Democratic Committee, which is Democratic. I mean, the House Intelligence Committee, which is Democratic-led, right? Neither committee. And his reason why he did that is because this will hurt the president. Huh. So the president commits a, an act, a criminal act. Yeah. If, 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 if a black man sells drugs across state lines, transport drugs across state lines, illegal drugs like cocaine, marijuana, something like that. Yeah, that's going to hurt him. Because he's going to get caught and he's going to go to jail. Right? Right. If a Latino does the same thing, yeah, that's going to hurt him. It's going to hurt him. Because he, he get caught, he's going to go to jail. Yeah, that's going to hurt him. So, if the president did something illegal... It's going to hurt him. Yeah, it's going to hurt him. You're right about that. But it ain't your job to be Mr. Band-Aid. ain't your job to be Mr. Fix-It. Your job, according to the law, is to hand that information over to Congress. Let them decide what they're going to do. But you already know what the House is going to do. You already know that. But you think it's okay to obstruct justice. Everybody in the Trump administration thinks it's okay. So now, we got two people. We've got the Secretary of the Treasury, and we have the Acting Director of National Intelligence. They both need to be in handcuffs as I speak. Because they violated federal law. And I think it's a shame that either we don't have the courage, we don't have the infrastructure, we don't have the appropriate legislation, whatever the case may be, where these folks think that they have the latitude to literally break the law and get away with it. It's one thing to deal with a civil case. It really is. It's one thing, you know, as far as interpretations but this is the law. The law says 
that if the Ways and Means Committee asks for, because there's only one Ways and Means Committee, that's in the House, if they ask for the tax returns of any individual and they have made their request of the Secretary of the Treasury, by law, the Secretary of the Treasury has to give up those returns. By law. If the law says that the Director of National Intelligence is supposed to hand over information provided by a whistleblower that's been verified and deemed appropriate by the Inspector General to the Intelligence Committees of the House and the Senate. If that is the law, then the law should be adhered to. There's no debate about that. Now, you talk about you want to challenge that in court, okay, great. Somebody needs to be in handcuffs first. Because most criminal cases, right, most violations of the law, right, most violations of the law leads to either detention or arrest. Neither one has happened to the Secretary of the Treasury, Treasury or the Acting Director of National Intelligence. So, before we get to the point where there needs to be a court case to challenge the validity of the law, the law needs to be executed. That means people need to be put in handcuffs. People need to post bond. That's what needs to happen. Because here's, here's the other thing. These folks rail and rail and rail about the illegality of people who have not filled out their proper documentation to come into this country as immigrants. They are talking about building walls. They have called them everything but a child of God. They have made a whole political campaign off of the fact that people have not followed the letter of the law to enter this country. So people that are such sticklers for the law being adhered to and followed, how dare they? How dare they defy, defy the law that pertains to their particular jobs? The law is the law. If you break the law, you should be punished. The president has said that. Everybody that's on Trump's bandwagon has said that. If you break the law, you should be punished. Except, I guess, if you're part of the administration. I want you to think about the hypocrisy of that. I don't have to follow the law because I'm the Secretary of the Treasury. I don't have to follow the law because I'm the acting director of national intelligence. But you who are trying to find a better life for you, yourself and your family and trying to get out of conditions that are dire, how dare you break the law? How dare you? And that's why people have frustration. That's why people have contempt. And I think it's, it's time for that hypocrisy to end. But there's a whole nother level as to why that hypocrisy is allowed. 
we'll get into that on the other side. explanation as to why it's alright for the political rhetoric to chastise immigrants for not following the law. But we don't chastise other people who don't follow the law. Because they white. That's why. That's why that that whole this whole discussion is about white privilege. This is exactly what white privilege looks like. This is what power privilege looks like. Right? Because I guarantee you, if Barack Obama had even sniffed at doing what Donald Trump has done. Just sniffed at, just, just took a took a glance at doing what Donald did. Flinched. The wrath of God would have been upon him in in the United States. It just would have been ridiculous how them folks would have clowned and showed up. You would have had to restrain them. They would have been on the brink of going to war, starting a second civil war, if Barack Obama had even thought of doing what Donald Trump did. They were mad that the man followed the law and used his power of executive executive authority to create executive orders. They were hot about that. But they didn't do nothing about it because it was within his purview to do that. Just like any other president before him. So Donald Trump has used his executive authority to revoke every executive order that Barack Obama has put out there. That was their way of doing it. And it's within the process. Okay, that's fair game. Right? screws over a lot of people in the process but it's fair game it's legal all this other stuff that they're doing there is the reason why the term obstruction of justice is in the criminal code because anything that hinders a proper investigation to determine whether a crime was committed and who did it Anything that stops that is what we call an obstruction. And anything that obstructs justice is a criminal violation. Anything. If you give an officer a false name when you are arrested, that's false pretense. That's obstruction of justice. That's a crime. So when you just 
blatantly hold back information. You blatantly deny people the opportunity to testify. They testify. Then you say, well, there's executive privilege. It's Corey Lewandowski or whatever his name. The big, bad, tough guy standing in front of Congress. You got fired as a campaign manager, but you're loyal to this dude. CNN hired this dude. Why? Why would you? Why? Why hire him? Because we needed to have some insight into Donald Trump. Okay. But everybody that Donald Trump trots out there lies. So why would you hire these people? Privilege. It is innate. They say it's all about free speech. You ain't got to pay people to come on and defend Donald Trump. Donald Trump pays people to come on and defend him. You don't have to pay him. You don't have to hire them. You can invite them on. They can come on. They get net check from the guy who's paying them to tell all the lies or all the propaganda or whatever spin they want to put on a particular thing. Now I mind spin. I do mind lies. But in politics, the way people spin stuff pretty much is a lie. So maybe I ain't a big fan of spin like I thought of. Nonetheless. I believe in following a standard. I don't believe in hypocrisy. I don't believe in double standards. I really don't. It is frustrating to me, even if I do. Because if I get checked on something, and that, and that is my goal. That is my, and I, I, I want people to understand. If you check me on something, I'm checking your ass back. Ain't no doubt about that. Because... There's some provision in the Bible where it says, judge not that ye be judged yourself, right? So if you think you can judge me, then I'm going to judge you back. And the ultimate judge is going to slap both of us, really, in the, in the long term. But while we're here facing each other, if you come after me and try to discredit me, I'm going to try to discredit you. You gonna try to sit there and say that I ain't this, I ain't that, I ain't that? I'm gonna say you ain't this and you ain't that. That's how that works. You try to discredit my argument without facts because you want to you discredit me because you want to discredit my argument. Then I'm going to discredit you. I'm gonna tell you about yourself that your mirror won't even tell you. That's how that works. So I don't have any compunction or any hesitation dealing with people who sit there and say, well, these folks who are crossing the border without documentation, they're illegal. They only call them humans. They call them aliens. They're illegal aliens, right? And I understand, historically, that's a legal term. I get that. But 
They're not from another planet. They're from another country. And their existence as human beings is not illegal. It's the act that they have done. And really, all it is, since it's not really a crime, <laughs> it's really a civil action, they're undocumented. They didn't go through the proper paperwork to come here. Right? Or their proper paperwork has not been processed in a timely fashion to coincide with their arrival. Right? But y'all jokers, y'all sorry bastards, y'all are violating the law. When the law says give it up, there ain't no equivocation about that. There ain't no negotiation. It says shall. Doesn't say may. It says shall. It doesn't give you any discretion. When it says shall, you shall do it. It shall be done. There's no equivocation on that. There's no negotiating point. If you do not do what shall says, then you shall be arrested. That's what the process is supposed to be. But because they are who they are, and because of, oh, how would that look? That falls under that BS of privilege. Because you don't give a damn how it look when a black man's put in cuffs. I don't care if he is a so-called gangbanger or a fucking doctor or a lawyer. Y'all don't care about that. Y'all don't care about how it looks. And how's it gonna look at the secretary? I don't care. How's it looking about the director now? I don't care. If it's all right to put handcuffs, if it's all right to detain in cages people of color for violating federal law, civil or criminal, then them white folks that violate the law, I don't care what title they have, they're supposed to be in jail. They're supposed to have been process at a federal center. Steve Mnuchin should be America's most wanted man in plain sight. I don't even know the sorry joker that's the director of Intelli national intelligence. He's acting anyway, so he's not going to be confirmed. See, if he had given the information to the Senate and not to the House, he might have got confirmed with the Republicans. Well, he gave us the information. But since he decided, oh, I'm going to be equal opportunity, equal opportunity asshole and not give it to either one, then he's just the acting director until Donald Trump's no longer president. Or until Donald Trump puts somebody else up there. Or enough pressure's put on where the guy resigns. At that particular point, after he resigns, he should be arrested. Because now there's no excuse at that point. But that's all it is. That's all it is. It's privilege. That's all this is. This is the whitest of white privileges. That they don't get arrested for violating the law and then they turn right around 
and go to their little rallies, go to their little meetings, have the audacity to say that these brown people who are crossing the border without their proper paperwork, they're criminals. They're illegal aliens. Well, you're an illegal citizen. All y'all up in that Trump thing, y'all illegal citizens. Because y'all have violated the law. If these folks are illegal aliens, y'all are illegal citizens. And 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 that's and that's how it's gonna be until somebody has the courage to navigate through that privilege BS and, and put some handcuffs on people who violate the law. I guarantee you that will get somebody's attention. And if nobody in the FBI under the direction of Bill Barr puts handcuffs on people once they've been instructed to do so, then you put handcuffs on Bill Barr. You go get them. Because, see, that's how coups start. Because people who have the power to do the right thing cave in to people that just act like, well, we're, we're going to do what we want to do. No. No, you're not going to do what you want to do. You're going to follow the law. If you're not going to follow the law, you're going to jail. It's just that simple. There is no reason why Steve Mnuchin and the director of national intelligence should be free human beings right this minute. They should have an ankle bracelet on, something. Because they violated the law. And then you're gonna turn around and say, huh, yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna sign my name on this wall. Because this wall symbolizes the fact that we don't want people coming in here without following the law. You are making deals with foreign countries on the side. You are making money off of the government you're supposed to be serving. But you want to talk about somebody doing something illegal out your mouth. You have cabinet members who are violating federal law on a daily basis. And you want to say something out your mouth about somebody being illegal. The hell with that. Since you'll never admit that you've done anything wrong, you won't even admit when you made a damn mistake about a map, about where a hurricane is coming. You won't do simple crap. that normal human beings do. That's why we know something's wrong with you. Don't talk to me about Trump derangement syndrome when Trump is deranged. <laughs> don't, don't talk to me about, you know, me being triggered or any other critic of the president being triggered when he gets up at 3 a.m. in the morning every day. Trigger. 
don't be sitting up there talking about, well, I think we ought to be our best in cyberbullying. Now, you need to talk to your husband. Talk to your damn husband. Woman the hell up and talk to your damn husband about being a damn bully. Oh, he's probably bullied you. I mean, I can really go there on a lot of things because I can I can really really get ignorant with a lot of these folk, right? But the beauty of America is you have the right you have the right to be an apologist for a dude that is hypocritical about the law. You can you got the right to do that, and I got the right to say <laughs> I call bullshit on that. I have no fucks to give about that. I have the right to say that back to you. So, again, don't say that I'm deranged when the person you defended is deranged. Say, make him sane to prove that we're crazy. Seventy song, Dust in the Wind. All this is, is just dust in the wind. All that rhetoric you talk about is just dust in the wind. Defend him. Defend your man. Stand up for him. When the Detroit Pistons were destroying, literally physically destroying NBA teams to win back-to-back -back titles, they had fans. They didn't care about how many technical fouls Lambeer or, or Mahorn or Rodman got. They didn't care about that. All they cared about was winning. Beat the crap out of everybody else to win. But then, a man named Michael Jordan. Another man named Scotty Pippen finally ended that reign. Enough of that tear. Two years of that, it's enough of that. Never to be seen again. Those bad boys, man. But they ain't fans. So you can be fans with your bad boy. You can be fans with your Bill Lambeer of politics. You can do that. You can be a fan. And I'm going to always be on the side of MJ, baby. And we're going to boo you every time you come on the court. Because we have the right to do that, too. Especially when you break the rules. Especially when you break the rules. First Tuesday of November 2020 is coming. There are going to be a lot of people who are going to make some time to make a change. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to make sure that, that change comes. Until then, 
Cause we gonna play this game. We gonna play. We gonna take the high road. We gonna take the low road. We gonna take whichever way the GPS takes us. Or public discourse. We're going. Because enough is enough. The bullying enough is enough for selling the wolf tickets. Like I said, if you're gonna sell the wolf tickets, the wolf better show up at the show. Not, you got a problem. And I'll take it one step further what Mike Tyson said. Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get popped in the mouth. Same thing with courage. Same thing with this troll, whether it's trolling, lying on CNN, whatever, or Fox. You use your whole network even to lie. Whatever you do, till you get popped in the mouth, you you bad. And that goes both ways. But I can take a punch. I can't speak for anybody else that feels the way that I feel. But I can take a punch. And I can counter punch. All day, every day. I was built I really was. And I'm hoping that my commitment to making sure that this never happens again in American society, this never happens again in American politics, and I hope that this coalition, this wave, will be committed to that to the day they die. And never let our guard down again so that lowlifes like Donald Trump and his minions ever set foot in the halls of government ever again. That was hard. I mean, Ray can't kill all the roaches, right? But it can take out the roaches that you see. That's what we are. And if those comparisons hurt your feelings, those comparisons seem to be low and dehumanizing and all that, just think about the fact that y'all said you're a fearless leader, came down and escalated and said he's running for president because he wants to get rid of all the drug dealers and the rapists and these murderers that were Mexican. That was, that was what came out of his mouth first thing. That was why, that was his motivation. So if people of color to you are roaches, are, are murderers and rapists and all that, then y'all are roaches. I mean, it's no, there's no, it's no parody. It, it's, I mean, I mean, there is parody. There's no getting around it. Is what I guess I'm trying to say. If you respect the law and you respect people, then people will respect you. But if you don't respect the law and you don't respect people, then people won't give a shit about you. And they want you out of their life, whether it's in a relationship or in the presence. They want you out. So if I'm the only one that's committed to getting you out, then so be it. 
but I'm committed. And I pray, I really pray that there are other people that are committed to it. How dare you? How damn dare you? Until next time. for listening to the podcast A Moment with Eric Fleming. If you are not a subscriber, please go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify and subscribe now. We would love to have you join the A Moment with Eric Fleming family.